Hello humans of triathlon and welcome to the hot podcast where we bring you the ordinary but extraordinary world of triathlon one human one story at a time with the aim to inspire and to celebrate this life-changing sport and its humans through real authentic raw and enjoyable conversations with triathletes from all around the globe and from all walks of life I'm Swapnil Chauhan here with my co-host Charles Hunk and Radmom Robin along with an amazing guest guys welcome to humans of triathlon today we have another fantastic transformation story the story of non-obesity and uh, if you want to call it couch potato-ness but it's a person who actually took a decision to change her life in her own terms she came across triathlon as we do right she signed up for a race and she started her path to a new self with a self-made training plan that transformed her in so many ways no from being a person that doggy paddled from one side to the other in the pool to being a truly competent swimmer, from pedaling, you know, like conversationally on a bike to riding like fire, from having trouble climbing a flight of stairs to doing full marathons in under four hours. It's a person who actually understood that the real reason she wasn't achieving what she wanted was inside her head. It was just all mental. Two years have gone by. And through triathlon, she has discovered actually a number of other activities, such as weightlifting, pole dancing, and even circus activities, such as some aerial disciplines. And don't worry, we're definitely going to ask her about this one. As a Latin American myself, I'm proud to introduce our first ever Latino guest. She's live from the land of tacos, burritos, tamales, quesadillas, enchiladas, torta de jamón, tequila, mariachis, and all-inclusive guacamole. In this country, you don't get charged extra 60p for guac. It's a country that I grew up convinced somehow that it was part of Central America, but actually it is North America after all. It's a land the U.S. President Donald Trump ridiculously refers to as where bad hombres come from. But as we know, we're really with anything that Mr. Trump says, nothing further from the truth. And most importantly, it's a country that embraces triathlon like no other Latin American nation with the major international races in Monterrey, Campeche, San Gil, Querétaro, Cancún, Ensenada, and the already classic late-season race, Ironman Cozumel. Please welcome the one and only from Mexico, Jen. Hi, everyone. Hi, How are you? Hi, welcome. We're great. How are you? Good. I'm so excited. The intro is amazing. <laughs> I love it so <laughs> much. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. I uh, I have read so many of the of my fellow triathletes' stories, listened to the podcast, and I am like really so honored to be here and to be able to to tell my part and I hopefully inspire other people the way they have in turn inspired me. So thank you so much for the opportunity to be here. Yeah, we're glad to have you on. I'm sure your story will definitely inspire everyone. Um, yeah. So yeah, since you've heard the podcast, you may know that we usually like to start off our show by getting into our guest's childhood, just to give us a bit of context and, you know, to sort of start building that timeline. So yeah, sure. take us back to your childhood. What was that like? Well, um, 
I really loved my childhood. Um, I was, uh, you know, that kid that just had to read all the books in the house. I was a real bookworm. I did not do any athletic activities in my in my youth, uh, mostly because I was never really interested in them. Um, my my mom was really supportive. Uh, she was a single mom. And uh, she supported my brother, my older brother and me through whatever we wanted to do. But we were like, he was more into computers and I, I thought I was going to be like a novel writer. So uh, I didn't do many sports. I, I looked at them and I thought they were cool, but I, I never saw myself as the kind of person that was going to do sports eventually. I, I'm really short. I'm uh, a meter and a half, which is four nine. So I was kind of left picked last in like the group sports. And so I was kind of more into like books, reading, uh, coloring, art. And that was like, well, my childhood, I think it was more like about uh, science fiction, music. I really loved classical music. I started getting into singing. I'm a singer too. And um but no sports, definitely. I, I had a very happy childhood. I feel like uh, I, I think about those days a lot when I when I feel down, like about how the simple things made me so happy. That is the great thing about being a kid. We could all learn from them. So was was weight a problem back then, or when did that when did the weight gain start becoming a problem? Well, at first, um, when I started um, junior high, I think, um, you know, I, I was a I was a pretty normal uh, student. I'm not sure when things started kind of spiraling out of control for me. Um, I started having lots of self esteem issues. I I was depressed, but I did not know I was depressed. I thought that just everyone was happy except me, that maybe I was failing to see why things were so good for everyone. And I was like, maybe different from everyone else. And I started stress eating um, a lot about these issues about not fitting in and not being, uh, I started thinking that maybe I wasn't an interesting person that doubting myself a lot. Um, I, I really like writing, but nothing I ever did was good enough. And so that's how my relationship with food started to develop. Food became a, a way to comfort myself and also to punish myself. And I started in, into this very self-destructive path of weight gain. And it took me, I think, maybe like a year and a half to become the heaviest I, I have been. Um, I had just, uh, began, began working. And so I had a very, very sedentary lifestyle and I, I ate, um, like behind my parents' backs. Um, I, I remember like this distinct episode when I went and got like four bags, whole bags of family size chips. I ate them and then I crumpled them into a ball, into a plastic bag and threw them in the neighbor's trash can. I was so embarrassed that people uh, would realize that I had this very destructive addiction, really, um, that I, I even like did it on pe behind people's backs. Like I didn't want anyone to know. And it was very embarrassing for me. I am pretty sure that I don't even have any pictures of myself. Like I stopped frequenting all my friends all family meetings. Um, I didn't want anyone to see me. And 
I thought about why I was like such a failure. Like why had I done that to myself, like knowing that it was uh, harming me so much. So I, I, I even thought like, I mean, I was like such a happy kid. Like how exactly. did I become that, that this was person? So in, that was so interesting because you just said you were happy, you had a great childhood and then, you know, you grew up a little bit and you start caring too much about what I guess other people start thinking of you. And yes and maybe it wasn't like uh maybe it wasn't one one happening in my life that kind of uh opened the door for the for my obesity and for my weight loss struggles it was just realizing maybe that i had been so focused on myself and i thought you know all kids think that they are pretty cool they they never stop to think like oh i'm going to become like an adult exactly. And then, so when I realized that I wasn't, in, or in my opinion that I wasn't, that's when I kind of started, when I, when I started my path toward becoming like an adult, maybe that's where the, the crisis uh, started to affect me in that way. Hmm. How long, for example, how long this, this uh, sort of uh, path to, or this road to perdition, if you want to use a Hollywood term, uh, sort of uh, lasted, if you want to call, and... Uh, and w what do you think, what was that sort of uh, trigger that somehow uh, made you transition into something else, if you, if you know what I mean? Well, I think um, when I was 15, I was still doing pretty well with my, with my depression issues and my um, self-esteem. But from, I think from 15 to 20, maybe in like those five years, Like I started to really lose control in my, in my eating and in my, uh, the time I spent with other people, I became very, very reclusive. I stopped, uh, well, I, like I mentioned before, like attending any type of social event. Uh, I guess it was gradual. It, it, it there wasn't just one single thing that, that made me, uh, start behaving that way, but more like. A, a gradual series of events things that maybe right now i don't even really remember people's comments sometimes things as simple as wow you, you've gained a little weight it, it seems harmless but th it, there's people like me and at that time that it can be very harmful to tell to tell them even the contrary type of comments such as wow you've lost weight like you don't really know how the other people feels about their themselves And maybe the, even those types of little harmless things um, could have could have contributed in a way to just like in the space of five years to being like at my heaviest. When I wasn't my heaviest, I was about 42% fat. Um, I couldn't, like I mentioned in my story, like I couldn't even climb stairs. I took the elevator at, at my work the, uh, the whole time. My knees hurt. I started developing like, Uh, veins. I, I was 21 also. I don't know if I should mention that because to me, it was very impressive that I was, I had such a, uh, I was in such bad shape for a person that I, I thought, you know, when I was 21, I would do like everything with my life. And I, I couldn't even like walk for, a, I don't know, like an extended amount of time. And I guess that's when I, I realized that, you know, this is, this is not like, a way that you want to live your life. I mean, you you will die from this if you keep doing this to yourself. You you have to make a change. 
So what was there one thing that kind of sparked your desire to change or a moment or was it just sort of a gradual um, kind of dawning thing? It's a, well, I think it's a kind of a nice story. Um, uh, maybe Charles knows about this. Um, in Mexico on Christmas, uh, I'm sorry, on New Year's, you eat uh, 12 grapes to make wishes. And yes. each grape represents one month of the year. And you get to make 12 wishes uh, as fast as the bells sound in the change of year. So I was at the New Year's party. Um, by this time, I was starting to, you know, kind of build my self-confidence again and meeting. Uh, so I was there with my, with not a, not even a lot of family, but I was there. I, I just got into this very, very supportive relationship And so we were just having a good time, everyone. And, oh, okay, so it's time for the grapes. Um, you can make wishes. And it was like, okay, so I kind of thought, you know, about everything that we usually ask for in birthdays, you know, like, um, I want to be healthy. Like, I hope I get to travel. And then one of my last wishes was like, I hope I can lose weight. And it was so weird because that really, really pushed me on January the 1st. I started Googling, like, um, how do I start running? How, how can I run a 5K? And that's things that, that was something that I had never, ever, like, I didn't even know races were divided into distances. I didn't know how many kilometers were in a marathon. I didn't know anything. I was just like, well, how can I start running? And I think maybe it took me about 12 days. J January 12th was the first day that I went outside and ran for a minute and walked for a minute <laughs> for 30 minutes. I don't know how slow I was going. And it, oh my gosh, I was just like, I couldn't even breathe. Uh, I, I remember I went out really late at night because I wanted to make sure that no one could see <laughs> me. And I just like kind of borrowed my brother's old exercise clothes and I was like okay so I just have to like it was like it was like looking back at it it was really like so funny because I remember like one of the one of the guards at, at the, the neighborhood because we, we had like a guard walk around the streets make sure everything's fine I was like ru like running uh, trying to run And then I saw him and I immediately started walking. <laughs> I was like, okay, this is my minute. Right? This is my minute walking right now. Like, I'm just going to pretend I'm not doing anything. Like, do it, do it, do 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 And then when he was out of sight, I started running again. Oh my gosh, I didn't even, like, I didn't remember that until just now. It was really, like, very funny. So you didn't just wish. You, 12 days later, started to make that wish reality. Yes, and um, like I didn't. So why was think, it running? Um, I I think uh, I might even comment on this later also, but um, well, I didn't have that much. Uh, well, I didn't have money to join a gym really, which is what people usually do at the in January, right? Like New Year's, let's join a gym. Um, and there right, was a the really big park. <laughs> Uh, there was a really big park by my neighborhood, so I just it kind of had a track, and I didn't have to drive anywhere to do it. So I thought, you know, maybe running would be the first thing I I would do. And then it's it's strange when you start doing something, suddenly you start realizing how many people in your life do that. I started seeing like suddenly that one of my neighbors had like a bike on their uh like on uh, their garage it was hanging on the garage wall 
And I started, for example, there's these very, like, very famous stickers, like Iron Man stickers, right? Sometimes I'd be driving and I would see one. And I was like, oh, and like, I had seen them for a long time, never knew what they meant. Or like um, 21K or 42K and there were stickers on cars. And I was like, what is, what? And now I knew that it was like, oh, a half marathon. I get that. That's more than what I'm trying to run right now. <laughs> That's a case of you get, you see what you look for. Yeah. Hmm. So just go back to that. I want to dig a little deeper during, you know, that, that depression stage between 15 and 20. So what, when was it that you realized that something's not right here? Um, well, let's see. I mean, I, I know that there were times when I just felt exhausted for no reason. And that was like, I thought to myself, like, I, you haven't even, like, you're not doing anything. Like, why are you so tired? And why do you feel so unhappy? If you have, I mean, and I guess this is, this happens to many of us. Like, why are you, why are you sad when you have everything? Like in in a sense, like your family's okay, you have a job and you still kind of feel very miserable. And that's the part of my, maybe my. And that makes it worse because then you start, the guilt comes into it as well sometimes, right? Like maybe you're just ungrateful and you haven't realized. And, and that's, that's the part of that that maybe many people don't understand when they say you're not depressed, you're distracted. Like, well, it, it's not that I'm distracted. Like I really want to feel okay. I just don't know how to, to get better. I, I didn't even know that there was something like wrong with me. And in a sense, I mean, I know that it's like, I know that depression is, is something that needs treatment. And fortunately for me, that was becoming an athlete. Wow. I, the, the minute I started like sports, I became like a happier person. Like there was a part of me that just felt like, I wish I had done this or like, I wish I had discovered this I, I, like way before, like I would have been way happier all those years if I had known that this is like something that was made for me and I was kind of made for it. And we are all kind of made for sports, right? We, we, right. There, there's always when people say, I want to do sports, but they're not for me. And like, I always kind of stop them and say, no, you just don't know what you like to do. Like enroll in everything, like go swimming, go biking, go running. You don't like that. That's okay. Go to martial arts, start weightlifting, take a dance class. You don't like that. Don't worry. There's soccer. There's there's so many things. No roller skating. Right. <laughs> <laughs> there's so many things to try. Like you just don't know that there's a sport like special for you out there. And don't think that you have to run because everyone runs or do try because people do try. Like there's something that, that amazing out there, something fulfilling out there for you. And don't think that it's the same than uh, what it is for me. And and find it like definitely take the time to to do this for yourself. Like you owe yourself the happiness that sports can give you. Oh, I love that. that I love that statement. You owe yourself <laughs> the happiness that sports can. Oh, I love that. Yeah, that one deserves the be uh, in quotation <laughs> mark. Well, I, I I really want to um, you know, just spend a moment thinking about that. How 
in a sense, your depression stuff, I mean, it, it was definitely a, a downward spiral because it, it gets hard as you gain weight and you get, you know, there's an emotional burden to that. And then that causes eating it. it it's hard to get out of with it. It really, it was sort of an absence of this thing that you didn't know was out there. Yeah, it, it seems to me now that, you know, we all have this, like a path we have to to fill. And maybe I just had to go through that first to, and that the, maybe there was no way for me to know that this was what I wanted to do, that I just really had to live that other part of my life first for this to to be here and it's it's weird now because i feel uh, well as maybe you 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 know uh, i do lots of sports i i do my best to do everything that catches my eye i want to be try to be proficient and sometimes i just i find myself thinking like oh my gosh like i'm i'm turning 30 this year and like uh, I need to do things like now because like, when am I going to do them if I'm, if, if I don't do them now? And you know, that's really not true at all. There's people, I mean, I've heard the, those triathletes, even in on this very podcast, they start like way later than, than what I started. And they do amazing. Like they do even better than many people that I know that are younger and so I feel like I've, be I've become kind of that person that stresses about, you know, I need to do everything now because like now, 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 like, no, like I'll get my chance later. Like I, this year I decided not to run the, the city marathon. I thought that uh, it caused me some noise. It felt like, why, why won't you do it? Like you have to do it because you're this person that does everything. So why wouldn't you do it? And then I realized, you know, I'm still doing this because of me, not because of, you know, because I just want to have as many medals as possible or whatever. It's because I, it made me happy. And if marathon is, is not something I want to do this year, it's still something I can do next. I can do, I don't know, any of the number of marathons, beautiful marathons that there are in Mexico. I can, I can even go to another country and do a marathon there. Like, why is it like you have to do it this year? Because they, like you always have, so you have to. Like, I guess, I don't know, sometimes we feel like if we don't do all the competitions, it's kind of like giving up um, a certain time or a certain training. But, you know, all athletes need to take a little time off. And definitely marathon is not something that I can give all my time to like I used to. Yeah, and, and even just racing is not something you have to do. I mean, some people love it and... Some people hate it and some people kind of come and go. Seems like you're still a runner and you're still a triathlete. So what, what was the progression like for you from starting running to a marathon? Oh, well, um, as I mentioned, um, I wanted a 5K first, so I did that. And I was like super hyped. Uh, it was a mar a women's five k. Sorry, uh, that that's very famous in the city. And uh, it took me lots of months to get there. And when I did it, I was like so proud of myself. I cried. I was like, I thought I was on the top of the world, and I really was. You know, there's no, there's really no small races. I really really dislike when people say like i only do 5ks it's like no own it you did you did a 5k it's like that's amazing or or when they say like i only do sprint triathlons it's like oh like no that's 
that's amazing. And, and that's what I felt at the moment was like amazing. I knew that I had to get more from that, from what I had just done. So like next day I started kind of looking for a 10K. And I think that's kind of like a very, very uh, common thing with people that become runners. Like they just look for a race the next day. Like you just want to know what you're preparing for. And I did, I signed up and I started looking on the internet. Like I, I am a very, um, like a very organized person. I keep uh, like a training diary, a calendar. I, I have to be if I want to be able to do many activities. But uh, ever since then, I had started to like, okay, let me read this plan. No, this is not for me. Okay, let me read this one. Okay, this is a little better. I can I can actually do this one. So I started looking for a plan. And uh, suddenly I was crossing the finish line for a 10k. So I knew that what was next was a half marathon. So I was like, okay, this is like much more than I even thought. And it's kind of like very, such a big deal, but okay, I think I can do it. So I started kind of looking for half marathons that I could do. And the dates were not good for me. <laughs> and so that's how from a 10K, I signed up for a marathon. <laughs> wow. That's a big <laughs> Which jump. Was like, big jump. Yeah. So I was like, okay, so that's, it, it made sense to me at the time. And it was like 10s, double five, 20 wives, kind of double 10. And so 42 is like, uh, well, yeah, it kind of makes sense. I think I can do this. So I looked for a plan. Also, I started reading. I was like, whoa, that's a lot of running in the weekends. But I don't have anything to do anyway. So I was like, okay, so I, I, I signed up. And my first half marathon was actually as part of my training for a marathon. And, um, I like, I did many races in that time and never a half marathon until the next year. Like I, I did like, I raced the distance, but I never actually went to an event to measure my time or anything. It was like, by that time I, I just got very, I mean, a bookworm after all. Um, I read so much about running, so much about running, about races, about technique. Um, I don't know, never in that time did I actually consult with a coach, which I feel like uh, I would never advise anyone to do that, but I somehow did that. <laughs> and it was like a very cool experience. I think I was like four hours and 20 minutes or something. I was so proud of myself. Like I dropped so much weight, like I don't know if anyone else does this, but like I bought myself a really nice outfit for race day. I tried it, oh, of yeah. course, days before. I didn't race with new clothes. <laughs> um, and I was like, so I was like, wow, that was, I really, really, really loved. I, I look back at that year of, uh, um, a little bit more than a year of, of my life and just think that I was, uh, you know, compared to that time when I didn't know what my purpose in life was. And compared to the time when I just looked at myself in the mirror and didn't recognize myself at all, um, suddenly I, I, I looked at myself like smiling through the finish line and I was so proud of myself. Like, oh my, like I am that girl. That's, that was me. Like, uh, I don't care if I'm surrounded by 10 other people in the finish line. It's, it's, I mean, they're all, they're, they're all participating of their I'm I'm participating in their glory they're participating in mine we're all glorious we're amazing that must have felt so different to you to feel that way about yourself can you tell us more like what 
what internally was that like? Uh, I think, I mean, I just... Yeah, how does that narrative change in your head? Because you've mentioned in your story that the real hindrance was not your body, but your mind. So once you started doing all these things, how did that narrative change? I just feel like this, you know, and, and I guess the, I'm not doing like a pun with the wall, marathon wall, but I really felt like I just tore down a huge wall inside me because there was this like, uh, maybe there's a voice in all of us that that sometimes a break like sets a, a, a steps on a break for us, and you know that's normal because we don't want to hurt ourselves or disappoint ourselves so many times in our life. For me, that voice was like a roar, telling me the whole time, you know, why try? Why do whatever you want? Why that looks interesting, great, but it's not for you, like. A, a person like you, what? why would you go to a meeting with friends? Like, why would they want to hear what you have to say? There was, it, it was, and it was like, I could not, I could not stop hearing that voice that, and it, it was, I was, it was just me saying, you know, don't. And suddenly I, like, even now I just, I hear myself saying sometimes like, Hey, did you prepare yourself for this? Like, can you do it? Are you sure? you want to do oh are you sure you want to do a try with a mountain bike that's another story i guess <laughs> but um like are you like are you prepared like you know maybe you should set this one out like and it's it's very powerful to hear you yourself telling you it's the kind of like telling yourself that you can't do something and that's the part of me that kept holding me back like no no you can't run no a marathon no what no, you can't do that. You're going to hurt yourself, girl. But um, that's the voice that now I have, but it's like very, very, like very low. And I try to just push it and push through. Has that voice changed um, with other things in your life? Like you talked about going to a meeting or speaking up or has the sport part of it changed the way that voice sounds in other areas? Oh, I definitely. I think... I think I became a very confident person. Like I, I think I became someone that was able to tell other people how she felt and what she needs. Um, no, I wouldn't say that I became, uh, I don't know, like a person who just, you know, powers through everything and everyone and just like wants everything done her way. I think I became way more understanding of other people too, because you know, in in sports, even in running, you're never alone in a sense. Every like in a race, you're you're running and you're swimming or biking with more people. And the truth is, like since how I told you, like other people have their paths. And I guess I understand. I understood even more that people, all of us, have insecurities. No, none of us have everything figured out. We all have dreams and frustrations. No one, not even the most confident person is uh, all that. They all have doubts. And I think that's what helped me now to, to realize that I could say in my work with my friends, you know what, this is how I feel. Um, how do you feel? Can we negotiate this? Or can we adjust things? Just like you would do when you are doing a training plan. Like, you know what? Maybe you are running too fast. Can can this be adjusted? Like, 
is this space really ruining the race for you? Like, let's make change, let's make concessions. And I guess in that sense, I became more flexible and more assertive at the same time, more able to, to take other people's opinions as well, but also like make my own voice, my outside voice, I guess, be heard, uh, be more confident with what I can do. And like, I can, I look in the mirror and I, I like myself in all of the in, in all of the ways that I look through the year uh, because I'm uh, like everyone like when I concentrate more on a sport I look different than on another sometimes I I am a woman in a sense that I worry about how I look and then I remember that like come on you you do you do things that are amazing why would you like worry about how you look your your legs are made to have run amazing like amazing times your arms can lift like really like huge weight and you can dance through the air and you know make do a triathlon so why would you worry about this or that like all of our bodies are amazing because of what they can do for ourselves for others like even helping others and for all the goals that we can achieve with them and so, like, why worry about a, a little bit of this or that? Like, I wish every, like, every girl, like, even me when I was 15 would know that. Like, it doesn't matter. You, you can do amazing things. Don't worry. Like, really just work hard for whatever you want, whatever it is. I think that if, if we concentrated on giving teenagers the self-esteem they, they need, uh, we would have less less difficult circumstances like the ones that I had to go through to really get to where I am now. Indeed. So I think this first phase in the sport allowed you to stand in front of this little voice and take out uh, a white glove outside of your hand and slap it on both sides. You know, like, yeah. sorry, but this is what I am now. Exactly. Like, I am this person and I yeah. want uh, this goal and I, I will get it. Maybe not amazingly, but I will do it. I will complete it. Hmm. So what kind of role did your atmosphere and surroundings play? Because, you know, like you mentioned earlier, like no kid thinks that they suck. It's once the voices from outside come in, that they start thinking that's their own voice, that they can't do it. So like what, like how did, how did the people you were surrounding yourself with change once you got into the sport? How did they help you? Well, most of them were, you know, it's January, it's New Year's. They, they were very, I, I was lucky to find lots of support in my, in my life at this point. Many of them, I guess, thought that it was about me, you know, caring more about my appearance than about, uh, you know, just becoming a little healthier. And that's okay. I mean, you, you can take motivation from there, too. Um, there's always people that say like, oh, like it's not going to last, like, oh, good luck with that. And there's always people that are really nice and they're like, oh, you can't eat this or are you trying to, okay, so I'll support you or you're going running. Oh, that's very cool. And I was uh, like, my, my parents were very supportive of me. They, they were really like, my mom would tell me later that she was like, so happy that, that she saw me motivated to do it because she, she had been worrying for me for a long time, but there also she she didn't know how bad i felt about myself until maybe like a couple of years ago 
Like I never kind of worried or talked to her about it. You know, like I mentioned, I was embarrassed to even tell people the way that I self-destructed myself. Uh, I was trying to self-destruct myself. So she didn't know what, how much uh, I was suffering, I guess. But when she saw me motivated, like she was very happy. Like suddenly she'd get me like a nice running shirt. Like, oh, I just, like, I just kind of saw this for you. And I was like, oh, thank mm -hmm. you. And I, I would start wearing, like, I didn't think of, back then I didn't think of myself as an, like an athlete. I didn't want to wear like leggings. I, I didn't want to buy like uh, trainers. I didn't want to like get in, into it. Uh, but it kind of started slowly creeping into my life. And then I went to buy my first running shoes. And then I got my tri suit like way after that. And uh, you, you, I felt like I was kind of trying to say like, no, no, like mm, saying no to things. But now like I, I fully embrace that part of me that wants <laughs> to get. And even even that, like just get things for myself. Like, that's not something I did before. I never wanted to get things for myself because maybe part of me didn't even think that I deserved things. And now I can I can say, like, you know, I need this and I think I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it in a way that um, I like it. But people were very supportive. Like, my my work is, the, the place where I work right now is amazing. Even now, like, um, they help me with uh, gym subscriptions. Uh, they understand when I when I want to travel. They they like they're very very supportive of me. I I am blessed to be in an in an environment that understands how much sports mean to me. Because if I if I wasn't in that kind of environment, if it had just been like you know oh stop running like stop doing that like if they just shut me down, I don't know I don't know where I would be or if even I would be here. Like, I feel like that's the point of that. This has helped me. Like it really, it, it has saved my life. It keeps saving my life. Hmm. We're over halfway through the interview and it's been amazing. And we haven't even talked about triathlon yet. <laughs> oh, I'm We're sorry. We're working our way there. No, it's great. <laughs> so what, what, where was the jump from running to triathlon? What, what sparked that off other than seeing bumper stickers and stuff? Well, um, I had my first, uh, and I, well, it was my second, uh, sorry, my second marathon that I did as uh, less than, in less than four hours. And I was very excited about that, but I kind of like put my hand to my chin and I was like, what else is there that I can do? And, um, I just thought, you know, my city has, uh, a lot of events, of uh, triathlon events. Some uh, we have in a, in, a, in a channel in the middle of the city called Santa Lucia. And uh, others we have in closed pools. And I thought that that was really cool. I've seen people do it, but I, um, like I mentioned in my story, had never learned how to swim and had just barely used a bike. So I thought, you know, with a training plan, time and effort, I think I will, I will be able to do this. I joined a place to start swimming and I got myself uh, like a really old, like a 20 year old mountain bike. So, you know, I, I went to my swimming class and I choked on some water. I was like, this is, this is impossible. I can't like, no, 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 I can run whatever you want, but this is no. How am I going to do like a whole, like a whole triathlon? Like, no, that's impossible. And 
I kept going. I just, I, I showed up two days later with my pride completely squashed. <laughs> like, okay, I cannot do this. And taking every direction, trying to like, I, I'm good at taking, I guess, directions with, you know, you have to adjust the way you swim. You're doing this wrong. Let's start correcting it. And it took me such a long time to even swim, swim like with the right technique that would not get me super tired. And biking, I guess biking is just like something you have to pick up from childhood. Um, I did have a bike when I was a child. I, I didn't uh, use it as much as other kids, but I did kind of remember how to do it. My problem with uh, with the bicycle was learning how to go really fast and not getting scared. Um, that was the hardest part. And then if you go fast and get scared, that's even more dangerous because you want to break. And you fall. So I was like, okay, I need to really be brave, brave this out the way I have braved other things out. Uh, swim what I have to swim, bike whatever I have to bike, and I will get there. And and I did. And that day, on, on race day, you know, I, I started realizing that people were way more prepared than I was. Uh, for example, um, everyone had like a triathlon watch, and I didn't have one. Um I do not, maybe I do not have the resources to, to, uh, um, get myself many, many things that I see other triathlete, uh, triathletes have. Everyone had like those very nice tri suits, team tri suits. And I had just gotten mine like a generic black one for that I, that I could afford. And I started kind of thinking, you know, maybe I have very much, um, not prepared myself for this. Like, you know, maybe, okay, like just try swimming and see what happens. You might have to stop. Like, um, like look at all those people, like they're really ready. Like I had never even, uh, stepped into a place that wasn't a pool. So I was just, I started second guessing myself a lot. Like, you know, you should have gotten a coach. You should have joined the team. You should have spent more time on the bike like what are like did you see that sharp turn like are you going to be able to do that and i i it was that voice again like just telling me doubting about everything <laughs> and like i i was like you know what mom i was talking to mom like you know maybe i won't do this and she was like i mean it's up it's entirely up to you if you do it or not you're just doing it for yourself so like if you really don't want to do it like don't but it's like, no one's going to tell you like, yes, like go for it. Or no one's going to tell you stop. Like, it's just you. And I was like, okay, so I'm just going to think about it. And then when they lined us up uh, for entering the water, I was thinking about it. And when I was in the water, I was still thinking about it. And then when the, when the signal, the signal to start was blaring, I was kind of still thinking about it, but then I started swimming. So I was like, okay, okay, so I'm swimming now. There's no, there's no way I'm stopping until I'm done. So I was done and I was so proud of myself. Like I never thought, like really, it was one of the hardest things I've done. And I can say that now that I have done circus presentations, pole dancing competitions, I have been in, I have been competitive in many sports and triathlon is by far the hardest thing I do and have done and probably like will ever do. It just takes so much strength, not only from, from our bodies, but also from our mind 
to to carry on even when you feel like amazingly tired, more tired than you than you've ever felt in your life. And just knowing that you that you want to finish, that you really want to just carry your bike over your over, over your head and and be like, yes, I did this, I'm amazing, and it's so it's hard. And uh, I don't know, it doesn't compare to anything to any other thing that I've done. When you finished that first triathlon, was your response like, I want to do this again, or I never want to do this again, or um, that was amazing? I'll kind of see see where it takes me. Well, to, I'm going to be completely honest. The, 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 the hours after the, the triathlon, I, I was like, yeah, I owned it. I'm a, yeah, this is so cool. Like look, at, like, look at my pictures. Like, it's so cool. And then the next day, I was like, I'm <laughs> never doing this again. That was it. <laughs> like, you know what? Canceled. Cancel everything. <laughs> like, you know what? This is so cool. I, I did a triathlon. Like, um, yeah, you know, the, like the show's over. That, that was like, no, 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 no more. And then the day after that, my wonderful husband had bought for me like a nice, really nice triathlon watch. Oh, cool. <laughs> and, That's uh, sweet. And I was like, you know what? Maybe I should do another one. <laughs> it was a trap. <laughs> no, um, I I was like, okay, well, you know, um, I might consider it, and then you know, it could be a good idea to do another. I mean, I have the tri suit, I have the watch, the watch. You know, I could do it, <laughs> and then and then I signed up for another one. <laughs> it was like okay so you don't really have any reason not to do another one i mean like are you lazy or something so no it was like i was i also do pep talk myself into doing things and this next triathlon that i did was actually a sprint triathlon uh that was you know, the event was uh was much smaller and much more local and um you had to do like so many turns in one like one lane of the pool but I had so much fun in that one. I mean, of course, because the distance is less and it's less stress for your body, but also because I feel like I was allowed to just um, go as fast as I could. And it was really cool. Like I was second place in that one. I was wow. like, okay, like triathlons, like it can be like really fun when it's not like super grueling, I guess, <laughs> for me at least. And so I kept doing like this, like the small, I really enjoy the small triathlons as much as I do, for example, doing 5Ks. I like to go, I, I like how it feels to go all out in a short amount of time. But of course, it's it's just different to doing a, a longer one. So that was kind of how I decided, like, you know, I am, um, I'm going to keep doing triathlon or keep training at least for triathlon because we we have smaller events and the big ones are maybe like just a couple times a year so along with my other activities it's not that easy for me to train but for example a couple of months ago i i started swimming again uh for a, a extended periods periods of time and i also started uh biking again and I was like, hey, you know what? I'm kind of training for a triathlon now. So I actually have one in October and hopefully I'll do, I'll do well because maybe I'm not, I'm not that prepared, but I'm, at least I know that I, that I'm not scared. Like I will finish maybe, um, not as, as, as good as I could have, but I, I don't feel like triathlon is the kind of thing that I want to stop doing like ever. Like, 
as as long as I can do triathlon, I, I hope I, I I will do it. Like I I will be there, even uh, even not like with the best equipment or maybe not like uh, super professionally, but I would still be able to just participate in events. And you know, maybe maybe not even in events. Maybe maybe one day I'll just you know go swimming, and then after that I'll grab my bike, and then I'll park my bike and run. And, and for me, that will be like a triathlon for myself. I, I just, I just wish I, I never lose that part in my life because it's really so fulfilling. Fingers crossed, knock on wood. <laughs> how do you decide, like, how do you divide up the other sports and dancing and everything? How do you put them up? Um, well, I do, uh, I do keep like a schedule of, of things. Um, there are times in the year that I am more concentrated in different sports. For example, the beginning of the year for me is kind of like the running time. Maybe the second, fourth of the year is when I do some, uh, dancing. Um, I have an upcoming dance comp- competition actually, and, um, and also the triathlon. So I'm, I'm kind of doing the whole, um, like swimming, biking, and then going to dance class. And then the next day I'm running and doing stretches and just kind of figuring everything out. And thankfully, uh, which is kind of something that I found out when I started running, it helps a lot with the cross training. It, it, it's just like uh, everything complements the the other things I, I i get a lot of uh like stamina from swimming like i will not tire as much uh when i am dancing for many hours or when i have to do lots of strength movements because you know i i have developed strength from the other things because the other things have made me um, a better athlete e- everything has made me a better athlete even dancing or even definitely circus <laughs> so much arm strength from that but uh, it it everything kind of complements and i try I, I really try to not let go of anything like even in, in the smallest measure like if if i can even squeeze one swim a week like it'll be like the like a really good swim like with lots of energy like even like resting the time that I should be resting, like really take everything into account and just try for everything to complement each other and maybe just make me a a better all-around athlete. Well, it definitely shows that you're a very, very organized person after everything you, how how you say and how you slot in all these different activities. I mean, even to to do triathlon for me, it's, it's hard to sort of put swim, bike, run, imagine happy to put all these additional things. And I think that's, uh, that's amazing. Thank you. But uh, so I made a promise. I made a promise to our millions of listeners at the start of this podcast that uh, we need to ask you about this circus. So we need to at least give us a quick explanation what it is. I mean, how do you do it? How does it make you feel? Et cetera, et cetera. Oh, sure. Well, um, uh, just like triathlon, uh, circus kind of started with me with noticing uh, around me how, how present it was, you know, um, sports that like we do are so kind of, they're, they're so raw, like, of course, there's emotion in running and there's emotion in swimming. And we, we can really like uh, develop that and show that to other people who say like, wow, when you run, you look so happy. Yes, of course. But to me, dance kind of became a way to, to show that, 
you know, you can be athletic, but also tell a story, inspire others, um, also express yourself. And that's the way that circus kind of found its way to me because you need like amazing strength, but also to be able to smile, entertain, make people laugh and do your whole routine uh, without breaking like a sweat or making it look hard. And I'm, I'm very thankful for triathlon for that because definitely it has helped me to uh, withstand lots of hours of training. Um, my favorite apparatus for in circus is a lyra, which is uh, kind of like a hula hoop that's hanging. Uh, it's it's made of metal, of course, and you uh, you can do lots of figures in it. Uh, it's very uh, acrobatic, and it's uh, like it's super fun. Like when I discovered circus, I just I was like, okay, I want to do this. Like I really want to like show other people how I feel and make them go like ooh and ah when you do mm-hmm. like spins, turns, or it, it looks like you're gonna fall, but not really. You're still up there. And so, like, circus is one of my latest uh, athletic loves, and it's really been a journey. Like, when you feel like you know or how to, or do you know exercise, or you know your body, or the limits that your lim- that your body can reach, like go do some gymnastics like it's amazing you're gonna learn so much and really it makes you much better at least a much better runner so how do you just discover circus i mean you said like when you discover circus like how did you just come across that oh um i i came across a presentation a circus presentation that like a small showcase presentation and I just, I was just, I was mesmerized. I thought that they were so, like, they were beautiful, these amazing artists, like, smiling, but at the same time, kind of doing pull-ups and splits and jumping in the air. And I just thought, like, you know, I really want to try that. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. So do you have any other new sport that you have your eye on right now that you want to give a go? Or is your schedule just too packed? Oh... (laughs) Well, I really, I, I would really like to get into climbing, rock climbing. Uh-huh. <laughs> I live in a city with many, many mountains, many natural mountains. And um, I feel like I really want to get into climbing. But I think my schedule has definitely reached a spot where it needs to clear out of something else. And I really <laughs> don't like until after my my dance and my triathlon like i don't want to make any decisions but if you want to be proficient at something definitely you have to put in the hours and um so i i really want to like do climbing and um so far that's the only thing that has kind of caught my eye lately that would be really really cool and um (laughs) yes definitely that Well, it seems like circus and, and the acrobatic stuff would give you lots of strength for climbing, so maybe a lot of crossover. All right. To sort of finish things off, just a final few questions. So what's the message you'd like people listening to take away from your story? Well, I think if I could just get, tell you or tell people something in special about the things that I, that I have lived is just really don't 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 be the like the the obstacle don't be your own obstacle don't don't let yourself take away the things that can make you happy just because you think you can't do something give yourself a chance to really find happiness in your life whatever that means 
and like don't be afraid to to just step outside um i think as people as adults even we are a certain way and we are afraid to stop being that way because people will start asking questions why did you start running or why do you want to do this or oh you said you like that you didn't like that before and it's kind of like at some point we made a promise that we can't change that we can't decide to try something new don't let that happen like commit to yourself and and say you know i like this now i don't care like i i want to give it a try i want to run M maybe i don't like running maybe i like to do something else and i am allowed to to seek that happiness too live this life this this only life that that i have and really make it shining like make every moment be an amazing memory even when i when i have failed it's been an amazing memory so i would say definitely that don't stop yourself don't become your own biggest obstacle get out there and seek your happiness and don't let people question you for it Yeah, I love that. I think that's a really powerful message. All right, and are there any people or brands you'd like to give a shout out to? Um. Oh gosh, I feel like if I do start, uh, many of them will tell me like you didn't mention me, but definitely the person that I love most in the world, my mother, who gave me life and keeps giving me strength. And um, uh, I just I I don't know what I would do without her. I I hope like. I I don't want to find out, <laughs> but definitely mom because you know my I think mothers are such such important per, uh, people in our lives and um, my husband Danny who's amazing he's my best friend he's been with me the whole way and hopefully for even more crazy triathlons let me run to take a picture of you um that presentation looked very scary but i'm still here <laughs> so thank you for all of that and um yeah i think maybe if i stop there no one else will be able to say like hey you didn't give me a shout out <laughs> <laughs> all right and where can everyone follow your adventures online oh yes um well i am on instagram as uh, fit petite and pie fit petite pie is my instagram And that's also the name of my Facebook blog. So um, I just up, I just kind of upload personal pictures of my whatever activity I'm doing. I I started doing it kind of because people told me that it was cool and that other people should see it. And so it's not um, it doesn't have a format in itself. It's just kind of like having me on Facebook and seeing the things that I do, and I'll share part of my training or what I'm eating and. Um, I hope you guys like uh, whoever wants to like will send me a message. Like I love, I love chatting. I love people asking like how could, how do I get into this? Like how can I do that? I I really love to tell people what I wish I, someone would have told me back then. Like you can do it. Don't like. Uh, often people tell me like, oh oh my gosh, that like that's so great. Like I would, I could never. Like no 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 don't say that you could you can you will like let's let's try like okay what do you want to do let's find something that you you can do we let's let's get together and train we can just do yoga or whatever like 
uh, I, I really hope you reach out. And definitely, if you feel like, like I have felt, reach out. Like, I, I, I wish I had. And uh, I, I not only, like, to me or to reach out to the people in your life. Um, there's people care about you. And uh, last question. Why do you try? Uh, I try because at that, like at that, from the beginning to the end, I feel like I can just live forever. <laughs> I try because there is no, there's no, there's nothing like it and nothing that can assure me that what I am doing is, it's like, it's so, it has so much worth. When I when I do try, like it's like I'm eternal or something. Mm. Mm. Awesome! All right, Jen. This this was amazing. This was real fun. Thank you so much for coming on. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me and listening to all of my <laughs> little stories and and um, I hope that it it helps. It works. <laughs> you loved it. I know somebody out there is is got that same question or the same doubts and and just probably just lit a light bulb somewhere <laughs> yeah and thank you also for um for showing us that the new year's resolutions those don't they don't have to be a fad they work of yeah. course and like don't even wait to new year's like make, make today right. your new year like if today you want to start like swimming Tomorrow you should sign up. Like there is, there's just today. Everybody should go go buy some grapes. <laughs> everybody, yes. everybody has to go get twelve grapes and get twelve <laughs> athletic wishes. Like I don't, I don't even care if it's just doing push-ups. But we have to. Yeah, let's do that. Let's make That's it a good. challenge. <laughs> a great challenge. It's probably the best challenge on the internet. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Jen. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, let me know if I can like ever help with anything. <laughs> I'd love to share it with, uh, with my friends and everything that I told them that I would be in this and like, they're really proud and, um, it's really a big deal. Like, you know, I, am. Um, it's not often that this happens to, I, I guess, people uh, in my city. So excited. <laughs> well, and thousands of people are going to hear you out there and be inspired for sure oh thank you i hope you all enjoyed that episode as much as we did i was just trying to pull together some top takeaways for this closing section and i basically noted down more than half the conversation you know just so many great messages from jen so hit the rewind and hear it again if you have to because her journey and transformation from being a person with low self-esteem and depressed to now this bubbly and confident person just truly incredible and sport and triathlon just continue to amaze me with how powerful they can be in literally saving someone's life and as always thank you all for tuning in and since after our last episode i've decided to read out one of your reviews every episode just to give a shout out to those who do take the time and leave us the positive reviews so this week's review comes from malta by Fabio Spiteri, and he says, Listening to these pods, one can learn that we all have some kind of problems in our background. We are humans after all, but we all have something in common, triathlon. 
a discipline to keep us focused in life. Appreciate you for taking the time to leave us this amazing review, Fabio. It plays a role in the podcast reaching new listeners. So thank you so much for that. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed today's show and love the hot podcast, we'd love for you to head on over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave us a review. Thank you all again for being a part of this community and be sure to join us again next week for another episode where we will bring you another amazing guest and story. Until then my friends, keep trying.